Hello and welcome to the Your Lives in Gaming podcast. This week we have got an Our Lives in Gaming episode where I will be joined by, well, without a shadow of a doubt, the best co-host on this podcast, Sinith. How are you doing today? (laughs) And I think that's only because I show up every time. (laughs) It helps. It definitely helps. So, you doing good? Yeah, I mean, um, I've been playing a lot of different games, actually, this week that I can't wait to talk about. Alright, cool, cool. So, as our comments might have suggested there, unfortunately, J-Chalk is yet again unable to join us this week. And so, in his place, we've brought in my most recent guest on the Desert Island game inside of this podcast, NM2 Nez Cartridge. How are you doing today? Hey all, I'm doing fairly good, and like Seth, I've played a fair few games these past few days, and I'm definitely excited to share them with you guys. Alright, sounds good. Well, in that case, I mean, you both got a lot you want to say from the sounds of it, so let's get involved. What's going on? What have you been playing this week, guys? Uh, MM2, as our guest, why don't you start us off? Sure. Um, I think most notably, I was talking about in talking about it in the desert island episode with you um i finished metroid zero mission a couple a couple a bit old but definitely definitely a good a good play and more and what i'd what i would consider more proud of i finished the messenger messenger is definitely a great game i put it on my list for the desert island game even though i hadn't even finished it and i finished and it was it was a great experience. Well, I'm really glad to hear that you finished that, I've got to say, because this is becoming a little bit of a running joke for us of how many people can finish it before J. Jork does, though I hear he is very close to the end, but we won't discuss that at the moment because he still hasn't finished it yet. But someone who has is Sinneth. So what have you been playing? Yeah, so I also recently finished The Messenger uh, during the last two weeks, uh, just before MM2 did. And um, it kind of was one of those games I had picked up and started playing through. Um, and I got to some of the hard points before the, I would call it the mid-story climax, um, without spoiling anything. And that's why I kind of stopped because it got, it got to a point where I was getting a little too hard for my taste. And I mean, I enjoy hard games like I speed run Celeste <laughs> and I had someone tell me today, I don't like punishing myself. That's why I don't like playing Celeste. I'm like, Celeste is not even that hard. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I'm like, go play some of the like classic Ninja Gaiden games and then you'll know hard. Go play Mega Man 2 and then you'll know hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I've heard fair. it said, I've heard it said that Celeste is the hard is the easiest hard game because it's it's a very it's a very difficult game especially from the start but it teaches mm-hmm. you and it gets easier as you go but mm-hmm. it doesn't it's definitely not easy. Yeah, it definitely is one of those games that right away will show you that it's not messing around but as you just said and I think I said this in my Desert Island gaming too that Celeste teaches you like you just said teaches you every way that you're making a mistake and says okay this is how you can get across here it doesn't it, you never have a moment of how am i doing this wrong 
Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, you know, one day J. Chalk will finish The Messenger and I'll play Celeste and I'll be able to give my opinion on this matter. But from what I'm hearing, it kind of sounds like, and I, I don't mean to disparage any gamer in particular when I say this, but it kind of sounds like Celeste is the hard game for the casual gamer. Uh you know, whereas... I would. I think that's an accurate description. Is especially, I, I think it's like going from Super Mario World to Kaizo Mario, the first Kaizo Mario ROM hack, which was difficult. Definitely, it did some things to you that you didn't expect, but it wasn't like punishingly difficult. And then you get into ones like Grandpa World Two, which is like you better be ready, or you're gonna like not be happy with the game. <laughs> No, that's fair. Kaizo has moved a long way from the original one into the new one, but one of the things with the original Kaizo is it it's purely about trying to piss people off playing the game. It's all about frustrating mm-hmm. the hell out of you and how far can you go with that, so, which mm-hmm. it's a niche market, but there is definitely a market for games like that. Mm-hmm. And so, Celeste definitely is not trying to frustrate you. It's doing kind of the opposite. It's almost telling you that, yes, I'm difficult, but I'm going to encourage you to play through my difficulty. And like the game says at the very start of it, you can do this. Mm-hmm. This is all sounding far too encouraging for my liking, I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so MM2, is there another any other games that you've been playing? I, I definitely have some others. Well, just just before you do, you did mention Zero Mission, and obviously we did talk about that uh, when we recorded the Desert Island uh, gaming episode. But I'm just curious because you told me at the time that you were you've just beaten Charlie. So, how much longer did it take for you to finish the game? And did you go get the power bombs? It took me about an hour longer to finish the game, and yes, I found the power bombs. Okay. Were you slightly disappointed when you got to the end of the game and realized you didn't need them at all? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I had watched some Zero Mission speedruns, so I already knew that. Fair enough. No, in that case, the expectation was set. It makes sense. But, yeah, Sinus asked, what else have you been playing? Um, Not that much. Just the standard Super Metroid, A Link to the Past, Daily Dose... Mm-hmm. Which, of course, I can talk about both of them for days. A Link to the Past actually just released the Halloween hack. Not really a hack, just a randomizer that's Halloween-themed, which I'm definitely excited to play a few seeds of. So yeah, are we that's... talking just, like, sprite swaps, so you get more of, like, uh, you know, pumpkins and things like, you know, ghosts and so on and so forth? It's sprite swaps, but it's also so much more. Like, it's a pal- It's a complete palette swap. It's... And the M- it's an MSU swap, except it's except it's built in and it's using the SNES sound font and all, sound font and all. And then nice. It's it's also the goals completely changed because Ganon's Tower is now a haunted house, and you have to get nice to get things from all of the all of the dungeon bosses and then bring them to the witch, and she'll br- bring you a, pr- a brew that'll let you get into Ganon's Tower because because before that I believe it's invisible. Okay, so, so kind of a half hack type setup, but no, that's pretty cool. I would very much like to see someone do something similar for the Super Metroid community. There probably is, but 
the hack market isn't quite as I don't know if well advertised is the best way to put it for Super Metroid. Yeah, I feel like the recent release of Vitality, um, that that hack was was pretty well received. Like I've seen a lot of people play it. Oh no, and... don't get me wrong, it's definitely getting better, but as soon as we mentioned it, um when Seneth brought up like the Mario Super Mario World Kaizo hacks, you don't get anything like the hype you get for one of those for a Super Metroid hack and it, don't get me wrong, like I say, it's getting better but I can't wait till we see that Yeah, that day will be fantastic indeed Yeah, no, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing some more of the hacks, because the hacks are getting a lot better as well for Super Metroid, which is awesome, and by better I mean just overall quality better, uh, you know there's a lot of older hacks which are well, they're, they're basically just half hacks or, you know, chopped down versions of the game with items moved around, and while there's nothing wrong with that, it's really nice to see some of these full world designs that have come in in the last few years. Yeah, Vitality was a def. I've heard it said that Vitality is like the best hack ever in terms of at least graphics redesign, because it, it's definitely done something with the graphics. Okay. And- and it's just, and it's more than just that. It's it's a, it's a really cool hack. I haven't really gotten into, gotten that far into it, but I'm definitely gonna put some time into it. Maybe I will have to uh, take a break from taking a break. I think is the best way to phrase it right now, and uh, give that a go. I would definitely recommend that. That's fair. So, have either of you been playing anything else this week, or? Are you ready to I've, hear what junk I've been playing? I've been playing... I just picked up recently um, on Epic Store um, Satisfactory. Oh, nice. I am looking forward to playing that. Um, I am really enjoying it. It's very it's a, very much a change of pace from what I normally play, which is, as you know, somewhat more challenging and difficult games. Um I have played Factorio and um, Terraria and other like games where the point is that you're building a base, and that's really the point of the game. I mean, yes, some of the other games I've mentioned um, are a little more challenging with bosses, but you know, they your major point is building a base. I mean, yes, you can fight bosses, but I mean, let's be honest, the point of Terraria is to build a base that you really like. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I mean, falls in line with like my No Man's Sky obsession with, and there it is, No Man's Sky being mentioned as usual. <laughs> um, you know, in other games like that, where you know it's very chill and it's very different from the types of games that I have also played, which are like Kaizo hacks, ROM hacks, and just challenging games like Celeste. No, that's fair. And I mean, yes, you've got your mention of No Man's Sky already, but. We already beat you to the episodic mention of Super Metroid, so <laughs> win-win. But let me tell you what I've been playing then. So, as I mentioned, I just I, I'm on. I've gone back onto having a break from Super Metroid. I've decided that I'm just not employing, enjoying playing it, and mm-hmm. so I'm just going to play some other stuff in the meantime. So I started playing. Uh, a game called Far Lone Sales, which was recommended uh, recommended to me by a friend. 
it was only like two pound on Steam or something, something close to that this week, or last week maybe, whenever it was. You get the gist. But mm-hmm. very, very interesting game. Basically, as far as I can tell, we are the the character you play as is the only person in existence, and you are basically sailing across a desert ocean in a complete wasteland there's little platforming segments and you've just got to keep the thing rolling as much as you can and get across the map really really fun, really really cool really really weird but Hmm. I'm not going to talk a lot about that because that's kind of one of those games I think you've just got to see or play to get the gist of it so I also started A Hat in Time which Mm -hmm. It's it's great, it really is, but uh, I am struggling to play it because I'm usually trying to play it when I get like short sections of time where I've got like say an hour, maybe an hour to play a game, and I'm like chuck that on, bash out a level or two, it's all fun, and then the two year old turns up and decides, oh this looks cool, and you've got to stop playing it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not how yeah, he phrases it. Yeah, but... play it. Yeah, but have either of you played a hat in time? I have not. Um, I have not. I have watched Jay play it during his uh, Steam Clean Clear adventure. Um, oh, yeah, and honestly, did. yeah, it looks really good as far as like if you enjoy, um, I would call it like the Banjo Kazooie or the uh, Ukulele or Spyro themed games or even like crash bandicoot where you have like a main hub and you unlock other parts of the hub by you know doing certain or getting certain items enough of a certain item or collecting like the end part of one level yeah definitely and mario 64 is another good example of it you know Mm -hmm. it's you've got this level multiple access points within the level where that level can change slightly uh but you've got your central hub where everything works from and you go to this area to get this level, this area to get this level, so on and so forth. But I'm really enjoying it. I'm definitely looking forward to playing it more. But I kind of ended up getting distracted a little bit later this week. So both you guys are familiar with Captain Dapper, I'm assuming? Uh, vaguely. I so... know he exists, but I have never <laughs> talked to him. No, that's fair. He hasn't been super active in Jay's Discord recently, so I'm not surprised. But basically, Dapper is the one who recommended Gatto Roboto to a group of us back in the day, uh, which was an awesome little Metroidvania. Definitely go check that out if you haven't. And he and Jay actually built a randomizer for that, which is a lot of fun. Uh, but he recommended a game called Vision Soft Reset. Uh, another indie Metroidvania, you know, single developer project, uh, Unity engine build. It is so much fun. Hmm. Uh, it's been out since January 2019, so I'm a little bit disappointed to be this late into the game, late into the game, get into it, but. Basically, standard metro in here, you've got your world, you go and explore, uh, areas are, you know, uh, skill-gated or, and so on. Uh, there's obviously bits where you can skip this path, skip this path if you know what you're doing and where you're going. Uh, really, really open world in that sense, it's really cool. 
But the unique little thing about this is it has a time rewind mechanic. But mm. it, two, not different versions, but there's two variations on it within the game. So you've got, you can hit uh, the left trigger and it just rewinds time however many seconds until you let go. You've got a limited amount that you can do that for. And that allows you to, you know, take back taking damage, or if you messed up this jump, you can rewind it and give it another go rather than die, so on and so forth. And that's fun. But the other mechanic is basically you can rewind to previous save points in the game and create branching timelines. And it actually works so well for metroidvania and this game in particular it's really well implemented uh i'll say up front mm-hmm. the speed run basically has two splits on the timeline because i've already gone into the speed run that's how much i enjoyed this game but the the alternate timelines mechanic is really really cool because it's and it literally is that the skills that you pick up like your charge shot uh your speed booster, which you get at one point. Um, there's like a wall climb ability. You know, all your standard Metroidvania fare in that regard. But mm-hmm. all of that you keep, obviously. But everything else in the game world is basically reset to where you were at that save point. So it's it's hard to describe without starting dropping spoilers and I don't want to spoil it because I hope at some point you both give it a go but really really cool game strongly recommend anyone try it and like I said I literally bought it I think Monday of this week or maybe Sunday played it the day after finished it in one sitting because I enjoyed it so much and then instantly started learning the speed run because I genuinely enjoyed playing the game that much Nice. What was the game called? uh, Vision Soft Reset. I can send you a link to it later if you want, or you can obviously just... I don't know if we're friends on Steam or not. I don't know if I want you as my friend on Steam if you're not already. I'll think about (laughs) that. But, uh, yeah, you can either find it off my games as if we are friends, or I can drop you a link if you can't find it, but definitely have a look at it. This is friendship in 2021. Are you friends on Steam? Not friends on Facebook, friends on Steam. <laughs> well, let's be honest. I definitely spend more time with my Steam friends than my Facebook friends. I don't even know who my <laughs> Facebook friends are anymore, to be honest. You know, it's just that's just where we are. Um, the other game which I've been playing this week, uh, which I've been playing for the last week and a half, I suppose, is a game called... The Power, uh, which I know I mentioned in Jay's Discord. It's a 2009 Game Maker Studio game. Um, I don't remember the guy, the, the name of the guy who made it, and I should, because I've seen those credits a lot recently. But that's another one I started playing, really enjoyed it. Um, I think Ponk, in fact, was the person who recommended it to me originally. And... I enjoyed it enough that again, I was like, do you know what, I'm going to give the speedrun a go. Uh, went and looked at the route of the speedruns, and I am now the unofficial world record holder. Only unofficial nice. because my uh, speedrun hasn't yet been accepted onto the leaderboard, but, you know, that mm. takes time. Right. So, yeah, I've 
played those. I played a bit of Mario 35 because who doesn't love a bit of Mario 35? Um, I think that pretty much sums it up. I haven't got back onto what was I playing? The Last of Us yet because well, I didn't stream this week or last week because I haven't been entirely well. I've got a bit of a sore throat and it's been quite aggravating. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, that's what I've been playing. Anything else you guys been playing or anything you want to ask about those? I know I had said last podcast that I was taking a break from Celeste and (laughs) I am kind of no longer taking a break from Celeste. (laughs) We'll say that. Are you saying Um, that you retired and then unretired? I don't think I ever used the word retired. (laughs) Okay. And good for you on that. I don't think I pulled a J. <laughs> no, that's basically what I'm getting at here. But uh... um, no, I I took a break, and I had said this during the last podcast, and I um went back into it because um I was invited to um DPX on Metadogs Celeste or not Celeste um charity <laughs> same same letter in the front there um. So he invited me. He's like, hey, you speedrun Celeste, and we could use more runners. Do you want to speedrun Celeste? And I'm like, all right, what do you want me to run? Because I currently do have an any percent run. Um, and he's like, well, have you done all red berries? And I was like, well, no, I haven't, but I can definitely learn it if that's what you want me to run. And he's like, yeah, dude, I'd be totally cool with that. Um, so... Yeah, um, we're learning all red berries in addition to just playing some any percent and doing you know some other cool things in Celeste. A lot of offline play. Um, no one really wants to watch, I don't think, anyway. Someone just playing Celeste to play Celeste because that's basically what I'm doing. I'm not trying to be fast. I mean, I'm being fast in the way that you would use fast strats, but you know, I'm also not trying to perfect everything and go for personal best quite yet. I'm just kind of like learning rooms, learning different things. No, I get where you're coming from because that's exactly what I've been doing uh, today and last night on uh, Vision Soft Reset is totally offline, just learning the route of the speed run, learning the strats that I'm going to need to use, and also remembering when I need to do my time jumps to different save points, because mm-hmm. that is, for the speed run on that, one of the, like, especially when you first try it, it's just like, wait, where, where am I going to go again? Which save point am I going to? Mm-hmm. And inevitably, in the early days, you make more save points, so, yeah. Um, but I'm glad you mentioned DPX, actually, because we haven't mentioned that at all. And so, DPX is the Dog Pound Expo, and... It is Metadog, who I know we have mentioned on the channel before, and shout-outs to Meta, because he is a great, great dude. Uh, He is holding a charity streaming event, so if you happen to be listening to this, you happen to be someone who speedruns any game at all, get onto Megadog's Discord, I'll drop a link in the chat, and submit for it, because he needs runners to fill out the time, and there's always more time if there's more runners available. Uh, mm-hmm. I've submitted the power to it, and he did mention uh, if I had any other games, because I think he knows that I would play Super Metroid, but I don't play it well right now, so... <laughs> yeah, 
But mm. yeah, definitely. Uh, the DPX is. Do you remember what dates it is? Because I haven't actually got that in front of me. It's December fourth through December sixth. That's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There we go. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, December fourth to sixth. Definitely mm-hmm. check it out. It'll be on twitch.tv forward slash metadog. M E D A D O G. Is it one G or two G's at the end of metadog? Just one. Just the one G. So, uh, yeah, so you are doing Celeste possibly, most likely, all red berries. I'm yeah. going to be doing the power 100%, and I believe MM2 actually has a run submitted for it as well. I actually have a, a few. I'm, I'm doing three-player 100% Super Metroid for it, and I am also, hope I think, at least... I'm pretty sure that me and Jay are going to be doing like a five-hour long or something like that multi-category Super Metroid race. Like we're going to select like three or four, five, three or four or five or however many categories beforehand, and we're going to all run a, run those back to back to back. And it's going to be a race, and it's and honestly, I'm quite excited. You're basically squeezing a mini Super Metroid marathon into. Metadog's charity event. Yes. That that is exactly what is happening. Now given that yeah. I'm currently on a break for it, I can completely understand why I haven't been mentioned in terms of come in and do this race with us. But I am slightly curious, how have I not heard about this at all? Because my understanding was you were doing a North Korea percent run. So Metadog well we were doing a North Korea percent race, but then we changed that to a bunch of other categories. <laughs> which North Korea percent I believe will probably be one of. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, and um, Celeste is either going to be any percent or all red berries, depending on how well I can learn any percent. Um, if I don't feel confident enough to get any percent under two hours, then I'm going to try and find some like meme percent runs to like quickly learn and do. No, that's completely fair. And this is one of the things is, this is for a great cause. Meta is a great dude. And it's just like this. This is how far Meta is willing to go to make sure this event happens. He's approaching people to be like, hey, do you want to run this in this event? Or, you know, do you want a game? Do you want to get involved in my event? Because he wants to showcase streamers. He wants to showcase different people, different games. And most of all, he wants us to all help raise a little bit of money for Mm. charity. And just like with the All Kids Deserve to Eat charity event that Jay Chalk hosted, I hope we can hit this out of the ballpark and smash whatever estimate he's got for himself because I know we did it once and I'm hoping that we can help him do it again. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome if we could just destroy the goal, which I believe um, Meta's last year was $1,500, so I think we could easily get the community excited enough to um, especially the AKDTE community, and just say, hey, let's do this. No, definitely, dude. Um, let's see. Oh, and we haven't mentioned what it's supporting. What is it supporting? That is a good question. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, it's a supporting charity to um, called To Write Love on Her Arms. That does and... sound familiar. This might just be because I heard it at DPX last year. But give us a quick rundown. What does the charity do? 
so and this might be why um meta really wants me to play celeste it is a nonprofit movement dedicated to presenting hope and finding help for people who are struggling with depression addiction self-injury and um things like that um it's exists to encourage inform inspire and also invest directly into treatment and recovery of these kinds of um problems that people ha uh, face every day in their own lives there we go and as always any any charity that's genuinely trying to help people is in my opinion worth your time but especially given everything that's gone on this year around the world that everyone's going through mental health has definitely been a major issue for a lot of people so it, it's really good to be helping to support a charity that's trying to help these people who are having problems definitely right. so desert island the episode for metadog when <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, I, I should definitely get in touch with Meta Dog about that. Um, to be honest, I like I said, with how I've been feeling the last week, two weeks, I've done very little of anything. Uh, I've literally just been work, home, crash out, mm -hmm. work, home, crash out. Uh, yep. Literally in the last week, I've squeezed in three or four games. <laughs> like Just because I'm like, I can't just keep doing nothing all the time so I'm like I know I'll play video games what else do I love doing but uh, yeah it's I definitely need to get on that because not not only meta there's a few guys over in meta's discord who would be great to have come on just to chat about games with so yeah I'll definitely hit him up about that but I mean I think we've pretty much done a good job of covering what we've been playing this week and any questions you might have for me on the games I'm playing are going to drift into the realm of spoilers, so we're going to ignore them. And... Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Let's go straight we on. We usually ignore you anyway. No. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you ignore me at your own peril because I'm the quiz master. But, uh, yeah, no, let's move on a little bit and let's find out what's been going on in the news in gaming. Sinneth? Wow, there is a lot of news. I mean, with Halloween coming up, um, there is lots of Halloween events um, going on in a ton of different games. Um, I, I think just to throw a couple here and there, um, a Doom is Doom Eternal is doing something called the Ancient Gods Part One. Um, there's um, Smite. If you guys are into like MOBAs, that's doing um, what's called the Reaping Twenty Twenty. Um, if you, anyone's into Fortnite, Fortnite has its own Halloween event. Um, Dead by Daylight has something called the Eternal Blight event. Um, no Man's Sky has a Halloween event. I mean, this game is a freaking indie game and has a <laughs> Halloween event, like a AAA game. I can't believe it. Um, there's lots of cool stuff going on, though. Yeah, a lot of Halloween events. And, I mean, it makes sense. It's about to be Halloween. We're not quite there yet, but... It kind of feels like everyone's trying to turn the entire month into it. And I mean, I try to turn the entire year into it, but that's me. <laughs> look, dude, this is why I keep telling you, no cam is the way forward. It's just meant to be. <laughs> but mm. no, seriously. Um, there is obviously the Steam sale as well, the Steam Halloween sale, which I think is running until... It'll be an ep a day or two after this episode comes out, no doubt. It's probably only for the weekend and a couple of days extra. 
but mm-hmm. always worth checking out because that's going to see some horror games on sale. Uh, yep, and Epic also has its Halloween sale um, until November 5th, so yeah, a couple of days after this episode probably comes out. Yeah, there we go. So, MM2, any thoughts on any of that? I'm definitely excited for those, um, but no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, that's fine. Um, I'm just going to take that as Sineth. I don't want to talk about No Man's Sky. Shut up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dang, I mean, do you, me. do you enjoy do you enjoy any kind of spooky games or when games that are not usually spooky like have a spooky spin on them for the season? Well, in general, in terms of spooky games, I'm not really that i'm not super into spooky games just like phasmophobia other horror games or stuff like that but sometimes the spooky spin on things can definitely be a be a good treat for the season i see what you did there (laughs) oh yeah i didn't even think about that well, to be honest, the only Halloween event that I've ever really had a lot of fun with was uh, Borderlands 2 and the Bloody Harvest event. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know if either of you were actually around when those went off, but great fun. They're doing something similar in Borderlands 3 right now. Um, yeah, I, in Borderlands, In Borderlands 3, they have this thing called the Mayhem mechanic, which gives you harder mobs the more higher in mayhem you are um and these mobs can be like special named mobs that just have more health and do more damage um and in the halloween event the named mobs when they die um spawn like ghostly spirits that try to come and attack you and do dam- more damage and it's more inter- it's definitely interesting the kinds of things that they've added for the season no in fairness borderlands is a game that always tries to bring something different for the seasonal element and usually it's pretty good, so, you know, I'm not complaining. But another bit of news that I know we already chatted about before we started recording, but I'm going to bring it up again, is because I want to know your guys' thoughts on it. Cyberpunk has been delayed again. What are you thinking? I did not hear about this. I had heard it's been... I, I keep hearing the meme that it's been delayed forever until the end of time. And it's just one of those games I never really followed. And now I'm hearing it's being delayed again after being announced at E3. And honestly, I can only think that the people who make Cyberpunk saw things that happened to example No Man's Sky, <laughs> um, where the game was released too quickly. And... You know, it was just not ready for release. Well, as you haven't really been following it, I'm going to ask, do you know who does make it? Or who is making it, I should say. I do not know off the top of my head who's making it. It is CD Projekt Red, the same people who made the Witch series. Hmm, okay. And so an important thing to add with them as well is, no matter what people like to think of them, they are an indie studio. They, you know, they don't have EA budget. They don't have Microsoft or Sony backing them up. They yep. are literally an indie studio. So, I mean, mostly what you'll see online is just rage because a game's been delayed. Or, or you both, I'm assuming, know the Shigeru Miyamoto meme? Or it's like a, a delayed game. Oh, yeah. Is, uh... um, a delayed game is 
is good eventually where a good, not delayed like, game yeah something like that yeah so it's something along the lines of a delayed game is eventually good uh a rushed game it ne- is never good and right i mean it's not always true do you do come looking at you yep but uh it's also kind of not wrong either generally mm-hmm. it, sometimes it is just better off just delaying a game i mean if they had delayed no man's sky it would have been i mean how long has that game been out 5 plus years uh, something like that. Yeah, so we would have been delayed for about five years. So, you know, you can't always do it. But uh, right. they eventually got to the right place. Personally, I just I I find the net nerds, and I'm going to continue to call them that. The net nerds rage over this game being delayed quite amusing. Um, and and honestly, developers can't win when it comes to that. Is oh no. either you release a game and it's not what the net nerds wanted, or you delay a game and the net nerds get bad get mad because it's being delayed. Like yeah. you can't have you can't have your cake and eat it too. Oh no, it, it's it's a never ending struggle with uh, this sort of thing. And to be honest. I'm not exactly in a gigantic rush to grab the game and play it. I am going to play it, and I'm very sure I'm going to enjoy it. But I'm not one of these people who has pre-ordered it or who is going to be rushing to get it the first day it comes out or so on. So Mm -hmm. the news of a delay basically has zero effect on me. And plus, Um, the only way the net nerds are going to be happy with the game is if it's like a... I don't know. Something that it's not going to be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because there are going to be people that are like, oh, I thought this was going to be in the game and it's not, you know, no one's going to be completely happy with it. Um, But yeah, I mean, another game that kind of released recently that kind of falls in the same, I wouldn't say the same vein because Cyberpunk has a futuristic open world to play with. Um, This is kind of futuristic, but not as futuristic. Um, Watch Dogs Legion just came out. Is it futuristic? Is it? <laughs> I mean, you can use a phone to hack into a spider bot to crawl around and explore the world. I'd call that pretty futuristic. Mm. All right, cool. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's the Watchdog series. I think we've mentioned it before. I haven't played any of them. There's nothing about them that really grabs me or makes me go, ooh, I want to play that, even though usually these open-world games like this are very much what I want to play. So mm-hmm. I don't really have much to say on this one. Yeah, I mean, and I and, and we know from the last time I was on the podcast how much I hate having fun with games that are open-world. You do <laughs> hate fun. That, that's true. Um, Watch Dogs Legion was one of the games on Epic... That I was so the reason I say on Epic is because I had a ten dollar coupon, <laughs> but it was one oh, of the yeah, games I was debating. Yeah, um, it's still good until the fifth, by the way. <laughs> um, and by the way, for anyone listening to the podcast, go get Rocket League on Epic. It's free. All you have to do is add it to your library. You don't even need to download it, and you get a ten dollar coupon to use on any game you want. Yeah, so it's a pretty sweet deal if you're up for it. Um, out of the contenders, I was throwing that ten dollars to was Satisfactory, Watchdogs Legion, um, and then one of the Jackbox games. Um, Jackbox Seven is the one I was really looking at because it was the newest one. 
Um, and I ended up getting satisfactory because I want something more chill. No, I get that. I'm, I did look at it, but I honestly had trouble finding a game on there that I wanted to actually buy. Uh, oh yeah, I completely agree with you. There's there's not a good. I wouldn't say there's not a good selection, but it's not a. It's not Steam where you have literally thousands of games. Well, yeah, the problem I had was when I was looking at it, it's like when I'm looking through Steam, I, I get fatigued by the amount of games I've got to look through sometimes. Mm-hmm. But with Epic, I was getting fatigued by the fact that by the time I'd looked through about 30 games, I was already having games repeating on me. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And if you then take out the games that I've had from their store for free, I'm sort of like, eh, there's not really that much on here I want to buy. Um, you know, there's a couple of games here and there, but I've either already got them on Steam, or I would rather buy them on Steam because Steam's got controller support and Epic does not. Well, you actually, guys want controller support? Oh yeah, I forgot you were here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I, I get what you're saying, and I will agree that objectively speaking, a keyboard is 99 times out of 100 the better controller. However, some games I just enjoy playing on a controller, and that's that. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm I'm the same way that there are games that I enjoy playing on keyboard. Like I really prefer Satisfactory on keyboard, um, and then games like Celeste I prefer on my controller. Yeah, that's that's fair. Though we already know that MM2 prefers Celeste on keyboard. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, I I prefer like almost every single game ever on on keyboard. Like I might even play play like a game with with dual sticks on keyboard just just for the heck of it oh i've done that that's not so bad because you just adapt to keyboard and mouse controls and you're fine <laughs> like you know okay fair enough mouse like, is a thing yeah that's the thing if you throw the mouse into the bargain uh there's no no disadvantage to the keyboard and mouse combo versus like having a controller even on a twin stick game it's just it's really negligible any difference and it's all about preference at that point though again objectively mouse and keyboard is the better option there right well i don't know if there's any more news but i know there is definitely free games so what have we got so this week on epic game store uh blair witch and ghostbusters 2019 are um listed on the main page as free um if you deep dive deeper in there's also a game named sludge life that is free um from devolver digital oh really i have not done any diving so i'll have to go and look at that um one thing i'm gonna ask that did you say ghostbusters 2019 yeah, so I specifically uh, mentioned that because it's the newer remastered version of Ghostbusters the video game. Okay, I was confused for a second because I already claimed that, and I was like, because I was a hundred percent sure that's the logo from like the game that was back in like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, whenever it would have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one that's free on. Yeah, it's the one the version that's on the Epic Game Store this week is the remastered version. Fair enough. I'm going to assume you've never played that MM2. I have 
have not. Fair. Have you ever played it, Sinus? I have not, but I heard a whole lot about it when it came out last year that it was absolutely atrocious, according to the people that are fans of the Ghostbusters and that um, universe. Okay. Uh, well, I can't speak to the remaster, but the original game was really good. Uh, it was just a good, fun action adventure game. And if I remember correctly, uh, Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd were involved in the writing of it as well. And it was mm. one of those things where, not officially, but they were like, oh, this is kind of like what we would have wanted to do in Ghostbusters 3 if it had happened. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that a company has butchered a remaster of a game, so that may be what's happened here. But, I I mean, I would say, I'll, I'll give it a go, see what I think, but if it is literally just a remaster of the original, I, I'd say give it a go, it's a fun game. Hmm. The um and kind of which reminds me, whatever happened to the um, Ghostbusters movie that was going to come out with the kids being the next generation of Ghostbusters? I have no idea. Was that supposed to be from like spun off from the recent remake thing? No, it's it was supposed to be its own thing. So they were going to completely reboot Ghostbusters and do a um. A, a new version of this is the Ghostbusters in this day and age and and do like a or not really a new version or a reboot I would call it it was almost as if as a uh, this is Ghostbusters 20 years later well, for, uh, I don't know I will have to look that up because I'm completely unaware of it um, but I mean it kind of depends who's involved in the making of it because um, well, Harold Ramis is dead. Uh, pretty sure he's dead anyway. Uh, a couple of other people involved in the making of the originals are dead at this point, so it's kind of one of those. Mm, do I have any interest in it if it's not, you know, involving much of the original team? But yeah, I mean, I'll have to have a look at it. No idea. Uh, what was the other game again? Blair Witch. Yeah, the Blair Witch game. Never even knew there was a Blair Witch game. Yeah, apparently there is. And just looking at the uh, Epic Store, there is critic reviews if you dive into it. And it is not um, widely received. Fair enough. <laughs> I can't say I'm surprised. But it's clearly, you know, their Halloween tie-in, if you will. But yeah, no. Neither here nor there for me. So, anything else free at the moment? Um, so at the moment, and we're going to start including um, these kinds of games, um, Steam has a weekend deal every weekend um, that you guys should definitely um, take a look at every now and again because they have some cool games on the weekend deal that you can at least try playing. And if you like them, buy them. If you don't, then you just uninstall them and that's it. You just tried them for you know 48 hours. The first one is, and I know a lot of people that are more casual gamers, no offense, um, might be excited about this one, is The Sims 4. Fairness, I know some people who are like hardcore addicted to those games, so I'm going to avoid that because apparently they are addictive. Yeah, and I've seen some really funny videos of people making like Sims suffer 
which is always fun. Um, but otherwise, it's not really my style to just live a virtual life in a virtual game. I mean, if I'd, I'd rather play a game with story. No, that's fair. So, what else have they got free? Anything else this weekend? Dead by Daylight. Heard of it. I know we mentioned there's something going on with it for Halloween, but I don't know anything about it. MM2, what about you? I haven't been too involved with that game. Haven't heard too much about it, so I can't really say I have anything to say. Fair enough, fair enough. So Dead by Daylight is a game that, um, think Phasmophobia, except that one person is the monster hunting the other four players. Oh, so... Okay, so fairly standard, fair, you know, similar to the, you know, the Among Us, Freddy, you know, the Friday the Thirteenth, all of that mold of game, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, that basically kills my interest in that. Among Us is good enough for me on that front. I'm sure you mentioned there was another one as well. Yeah, Vermintide Two. Ooh, good game, good game. So it's that's... one that I haven't played or really looked into, to be completely honest. No, that's fair. Vermintide's too really good. It is absolute killer game, to quote Cheese Reaver, if you uh, can get a good group for it. So, hey, give it a go. I mean, if you guys want to give it a go, hit me up. I might be free, I might not. But let's move on from free games. And this is usually where we try and see if anybody's got anything that's grinding their gears or anyone's got a hot take on something. So... As our guest, MM2, I'm just going to throw it out there. Any hot takes or gears to grind right now? I don't know. Messenger puzzles definitely had me grinding my gears, as you say. <laughs> oh, as in I... the where you get the clues <coughs> in the second half of the game? Yeah, the, yeah, those those clues they were definitely left left me hanging. There was just one screen that was unrelated to puzzle, but it it felt like it was impossible without taking a hit. It was just, it was very infuriating. There are a few screens like that I felt as well towards the end that, and I think I had said it to either you or Jay, um, that it feels like the game spikes in difficulty towards the middle and then gets a kind of reprieve once you start being able to get the full exploration and then spikes again. Yeah. Um, The last boss fight of the linear section, the demon guy, not the demon Mm -hmm. king, but the demon guy hit, hit that boss fight was definitely a difficult one. And yeah, the, that's that's kind of the difficulty spike I'm talking about towards the middle. Yeah, and the butterfly, butterfly boss in the in the in the Metroidvania section was not a good time. I actually didn't have a hard time on the butterfly boss. I think um, the main demon in the Metroid section is where I found a little more difficulty versus difficulty on the um, butterfly boss. Oh, weird. I, I felt like the the main demon, the Demon King, was a fairly easy boss. And, of course, the final boss fight was very, was super cool. I loved I loved hearing the organ in the background right before mm-hmm. you came in. It was very fan of the opera inspired. Oh, definitely. Well, I'm just going to say it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I, don't get me wrong, the game wasn't, I'm not saying it was piss easy and I walked through it, but I never found any part of this game to be so difficult that I felt like it was a spike or where did this come from with the difficulty at all. So yeah. I wouldn't say that it was a spike per se, 
it was it don't wasn't like track. just where don't this come track from now <laughs> yeah well no it's the it's not like where did this come from in spiking difficulty um i think uh, and for those of us who have not played the messenger of spoilers um the music box is an area that you go into and everything before the music box wasn't too difficult you kind of were walking to each of the music notes the like i said the butterfly boss wasn't too difficult um going to the different hints wasn't too bad um there was a couple of sections here and there that was hard to get through but it wasn't like you were struggling to get through the sections but then you get to the music box and holy moly cycles are a thing and god dang i hate cycles (laughs) Okay, I, I can definitely admit that the music box was more challenging than most of the game, but even then, I I just did not find it that difficult. Music mm-hmm. box was fairly difficult, but it was just slightly more difficult than the rest of the game from my eyes. And plus, every time you respawn, you get a, a free however many seconds of... Oh yeah, before the music box no, actually of, starts ticking yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, before that, because like, there's no whatever, whatever instrument the music that the cycles sync up with isn't playing. Mm. I guess. But there we go. So, Sinneth, any gears to grind or hot takes to lay on us? I just want more time in the day to be able to practice um, Celeste, to play Satisfactory, to um play some of the things that i feel like i want to get involved in like i feel like i'm involved in a lot of things right now and i just feel like i need more time in the day to do it (laughs) okay so just to explain this one for mm2 because you're so young and so disrespectful like you were on the (laughs) podcast the other day Uh, when you grow up and become an adult people expect you to do shit like go to work look after kids so on and so forth so gaming time becomes somewhat limited so enjoy it while it lasts my friend do because <laughs> <laughs> it won't last <laughs> no i mean in fairness i i still get to game a lot but i 100% miss having basically from friday when i finish work till monday when i go back to work to game all weekend I definitely miss that. Is that because you had a kid or whatever? Yeah, that's quite literally because I have a child. Like, I love my child's bits. Dude is absolutely hilarious. But he is most certainly demanding of my time. Mm -hmm. That I'm less appreciative of. (laughs) (laughs) But no, he's... when, When he gets to the point where he can sit down and play video games too, I am going to be so, so happy... Um, mm-hmm. because it's going to be like, okay, what do you want daddy to whoop your ass in today? <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, yep. he's, he's going to learn the hard way. He is, because I'm going to whoop yep. his ass in a lot of games. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to, um, if my daughter gets into video games, um, be super, like kick her butt in it or if i'm going to be more okay let's see how good you are against daddy i get you i think for me personally it's that i'm not gonna let him win but yeah i know what you mean i'm not gonna be like actually out there like trying to ruin his life through video games (laughs) if you will um 
just how to not how to make him not like video games. Right. Oh my god, that would be how to make your kids not like video games. Put them in Mario Kart. <laughs> to be honest, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I would rather my child didn't like video games at all than basically only played FIFA and Call of Duty. Because don't get me wrong, while oh, on the professional word. scene, there's good money to be made in those games these days. God damn, are they boring and repetitive? But then again, yeah, I say I mean, that, and I play like five different Metroidvanias every week. So <laughs> I honestly think my daughter is going to be more taking after my wife when it comes to her interests, which is art and drawing. Um, just because she actually sits down with a, a crayon and actually will sit in color for like an hour or two and that just holds her attention do you know um my little one will draw and for hours on end i mean like he apparently knows what the pictures are they're all just big ass scribbles to me in different colors but he he absolutely like it's it's mad to think like in fact today we've, we've got you know a little child's easel for him we run the paper over it and whatever but uh, today, in fact, he came home from nursery, sees that the easel is no longer in the living room, and is instantly like, Mummy, where's my colours? <laughs> you know, it's like, that's, that's just kids. He's like, he hasn't used it for the last three days, even though normally every single day for at least an hour or so, he'll be there just randomly scribbling shit on the board. And literally hasn't used it for two or three days, so my miss is like, I'm going to put it away for, you know, get it out of the living room for a change, free up a little bit of extra space. And he comes in and is instantly like, where's my colouring? <laughs> you know, it's just... Mm-hmm. Kids, man. Kids. <laughs> let's let's move on from talking about kids, because we're going to make MM2 feel old. Not that he's never done that to anyone. <laughs> but, uh, was it... Was it PS2 you referred to as retro gaming the other day or something like that? <laughs> I think it was GBA that Game I did. Advice. See, I mean, man, these people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh... move on from this anyway. Well, me personally, I haven't really got anything to grind my gears this week. Nothing that I feel the need to drop a hot take on. So let's move on. Around this time in the show... Jay Chalk is going to join us to give us an update on his Steam Clear adventure. So, Jay Chalk, how is it going? Alright. Hi, I'm Jay Chalk, and I have done, like, nothing in Steam Clear in the past few days because <laughs> Super Metroid is all I do. You, You're you've not, not even wrong. got any, any of those Hentai games on the go, or nothing like that? <laughs> not on stream, I don't. Well, that's not what Cheese but, Reaver told us. But there we go. That is our Steam Clear update. Jhawk has done zero Steam Clear updates because he's been playing Super Metroid. But and it looks yeah. like it's going to be that way for a little while, and uh, for, unfortunately, but also, I mean, he's having fun, so that's all that matters. Definitely, well, I, I know what you mean, but I'm not sure it is going to be that. I think, in fairness, the thing with the Steam Clear is. It's, and this is going to sound ridiculous because it is, but it isn't, but it's a bit of an insurmountable challenge. Jay has got, like, well over a thousand games on Steam, Mm -hmm. has played nowhere near that total amount, 
No, not uh, even into the hundreds. Even on the Steam Clear Adventure, in like the first two, three months, he's managed to bash out like, what, 20, nearly 30 games, something like that. So, mm-hmm. to be honest, I cannot blame him if he feels like he maybe needs a week or two off from that to play what he wants to play and then get back on it. I really can't blame him if he feels like that because if you've done a speed run, which I know both of you have, there's always a point when you're grinding out a speed run where you're sort of like, okay, I, I, I need a break. Even if I literally just have a day off, go play some duck hunt for an hour or two and go from there. Because, mm-hmm. let's be honest, duck hunt's awesome. I, I think I will say, though, that among Jay's community, there have been a bunch of people who have picked up their own challenges in games. Um, so Cheese picking up his Pokemon challenge, uh, Retrofile picking up the Castlevania challenge. Um, you know, I, I was talking about doing a Zelda challenge, and then I, I discovered that I needed certain hardware to do that. Yeah, just all these different challenges. Well, I mean, you should still go and do all the Zeldas that you can do without whatever hardware that you don't have. Definitely do that, because, like you said before, you haven't played that many of them in the grand scheme of things, and you should. Right. As soon as we've done the Steam Clear update, I guess, unless either of you two has anything else you want to chat about, it's quiz time. I am good. Let's let's do this. Okay. So... Your topic this week, I was throwing a couple of different suggestions by both Cheese and Jay Chalk on what I could do for the topic, and I kind of ended up as sort of amalgamating a couple of their ideas into one thing, and then running out of questions and changing my topic right at the end of this, so be prepared. But Hmm. basically, it is all going to tie around music and gaming. And most of the quiz is going to relate to the Guitar Hero series, because I know Jay's a fan. He's not going to be here. Tough luck, Jay. Hmm. (laughs) Right. Now, I do not remember the scores exactly, but I believe it's one to two to two. I believe Um, you're right. Yeah. Where one is Jay and I'm two and Guest is two. Yeah, Guest, which up until today has been Cheese Reaver, so... Cheese Reaver, by the way, MM2, has won both quizzes that he has been on as the guest. So, basically, you have to maintain the 100% record for guests. Well, that's... I'm just going to say right now that's not happening. (laughs) Hey, you never know. You never know. I have never played a Guitar Hero game. Well, that's okay, because you don't necessarily have to have played one to know the answers to most of these questions. Let's get straight to it. And MM2, as our guest, would you like to go first or second? I think I'll go second. Okay, cool. So, Sinneth, first question. Of all the songs appearing in Guitar Hero, that's the first game alone, how many achieved number ones in the UK singles chart? Uh, I will go with... 20, as a guess. The answer is zero. None of them have ever been a number one in the UK. An important thing to note here is a few of the songs on their original releases were either not released as singles or not released in the UK as singles. But there we go. 
Ah, oh, normally I pass the questions over. Sinus, you've got to start reminding me of this. I mean, it's only fair because you skipped me like twice last time, so... Oh, get <laughs> over it, dude. But anyway, so basically this next question can't be passed over just to make it even, and then we'll go back to it from there. So, MM2, your first question. Of all the songs appearing in the Guitar Hero game, the first one this is again now, how many achieved number ones in the US Billboard Hot Singles chart, or Hot 100 chart, sorry, it's called. I'm going to go with one. It is two. I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett in 1982. Uh, well, Joan Jett and the Black Hearts, I believe it should be. And Frankenstein, which is an instrumental from the Edgar Winter Group in 1973. The random shit you can find out just by Googling. Uh, yeah, so nil-nil, and second question, so yeah, we're going to do this properly, so if you don't know it, it will pass over, but also, just because I can, I'm going to award one point for the name of the song, and one point for the name of the artist that originally recorded it. Hmm. So, Sinneth, what is the first song in the main set list of Guitar Hero 3. Becca Fino. Um, I want to say Guns N' Roses, and I don't know what song it would be, but I'm going to guess Guns N' Roses. Okay. Uh, MM2, any guesses? I'm drawing a blank. All right, cool. So it was not Guns N' Roses. It was the song Slow Ride by Foghat. Of course it was. I'll, I'll be honest with you, that one I actually knew without having to look it up. But that about extends to... No, there is one other question that I definitely knew without having to have to look up here. So, anyway. MM2. What is the final song in the main set list of Guitar Hero 3? This does not include the boss battles... And because it's in the credits, it also doesn't include Through the Fire and the Flames. Just throwing a song out there. Another one bites the dust, Queen. I don't even know if that's in Guitar Hero, but that's a banger. I don't either. That is a banger. Uh, Sinneth? Um, Wasn't it the Charlie Daniels band, Devil Went Down to Georgia? See, that was the boss battle at the end of the game. Oh, that's right. That's the yes. boss battle. And this was not included in the boss battles, so this was won by Metallica. Okay. Okay, so we are nil-nil going into round three. This is the kind of quiz that I promised last week, but Jay never turned up for. Okay, so Sinneth, how many Guitar Hero games have been released altogether? Now, just to clarify, because they are technically part of the series, I am not including Band Hero or DJ Hero. Okay, so I think there's at least five main series games. Um, are we including just console releases or arcade releases too? Every release that has Guitar Hero as the main title of the game. Okay. I'm gonna guess eight. Eight, okay. Uh, MM2, you wanna take a guess at it? Seven. <laughs> it's 23. <laughs> a safe bet. 
Wow, 23. <clears throat> yep. That's that quite larger. Mobile games, uh, the individual offshoots, multiple mm -hmm. releases, so on and so forth. Anyway, question three for MM2. Which band released an entire album as DLC content for the game Guitar Hero 3 to coincide with the release of the actual album? Hmm. And I'll give a bonus point if you know the name of the album as well. <laughs> Metallica, sure. Just, I'll just guess that. Okay, do you know the name of the album? No. Do you want to take a guess at the name of a Metallica album? Not really. <laughs> okay, Sinneth is a bonus point. I'm not going to pass that one over Sinneth. But the band That's was fine. Metallica, and it was the album Death Magnetic. So that is one. I, I wouldn't have oh, wow. gotten the album anyway. <laughs> yeah. That is one. Wait, I actually got that right. How? Yes. Yep. Magical. So I believe it was 2008 uh, when they released Death Magnetic. Literally the day it released, the entire album was DLC for Guitar Hero 3. And if I remember correctly, I don't remember whether World Tour came next or whether the Metallica edition of Guitar Hero came next. But basically, it was announced within weeks of that happening. So, yeah. But that is 1-0 to MM2. Okay. Now, these questions don't get any easier here, uh, to be entirely honest. So, good luck. Sinath. Guitar Hero World Tour had a series first by adding drum and bass controllers. But what was another notable series first in Guitar Hero World Tour? Um, I don't know, to be completely honest. No, and, and I think MM2 is in the same boat as me. I did not play <laughs> Guitar Hero. <laughs> MM2? Want to take a stab, or are you just going to go, yep, nope, I'm agreeing that. <laughs> I'm the pass. Okay, cool. So, like I was saying, this, this quiz was mostly inspired by Jay Chalk's love for Guitar Hero, and... So I can't honestly say I'm expecting anything fantastic from either of you. But, yeah. So there was actually a couple of other firsts. Um, to get the, the minor one out of the way, it was the first time the guitar controller wasn't modelled after a real-life guitar. And when I say that as in an existing guitar model, because the previous ones have been based off different Gibson models... Uh, it was the introduction of Guitar Hero tunes, which was where people could make their own tunes within the game for other people to have to play. But mm. the main other notable series first was that all the tracks in the album were master recordings for the first time. Uh, tracks in the game, sorry, were master recordings. So there was no covers, no studio edits, nothing, all original recordings for it. As in they paid the license to get the recording from the band? Mm, honestly, I'm not exactly sure how it works, because I'd imagine you'd have to license it to profit off a cover of it anyway. But, you know, the RIAA are pieces of shit, for lack of a better term. Um, hmm. And yeah, I suppose, in a sense, this topic is kind of relevant at the moment, given uh, the copyright strikes and the DMCA that's going around on Twitch at the moment, but yeah, 
let's not get too far into that because we're in the middle of a quiz and mm2 question four <clears throat> in guitar hero 2 how many main set list songs are master recordings 30 <laughs> okay um this one's a little bit of a trick question do you, do you am i getting to steal but yeah you can get a guess go on I'm going to go for zero. Okay, you're both wrong. The reason this is a bit of a trick question, though I would have accepted either answer, is because it depends on which console you bought it. Because mm. the Xbox 360 version had eight extra songs on it, and had four altogether that were master recordings, but the PS2, which was the original release, only had two. So, yeah. Okay. This was basically where I gave up on Guitar Hero because the questions were getting a bit ridiculous, as you've probably noticed. <laughs> Just a little. So I wanted to stick then within music within gaming. So since there's only one question left each, this is what I've gone for. And this won't be passed because it's simple yes or no answers. Sinneth. This result is based on total plays on Spotify. And it applies to video game music only. Okay. Does the Super Mario Brothers theme reach the top ten of most played video game songs on Spotify? No. Okay. You're wrong. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was just going for I figured it might be a trick question. <laughs> yeah, no, I can understand. MM2. Does the Legend of Zelda theme reach the top ten? That is correct. So with that, MM2 is the winner of our quiz, 2-0. Such an exciting quiz this week. But that gives us an overall score of 1-2-3 to two to three to the guests, leading with the 3, Sinneth with the 2, and J-Chalk with the 1. And again, I'm just going to remind everyone, J-Chalk had to cheat to get that 1, and Sinneth helped him by letting him have it. So, there we go. Because we do it anyway, uh, I am going to ask the tiebreaker question and get an answer from both of you. So the tiebreaker question would have been, the song Through the Fire and the Flames featured in Guitar Hero 3 has how many notes in expert mode? Who gets to guess first? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, as the winner, MM2, you, you guess first, because this, this is just for shits and giggles at this point. <laughs> so 8,888. Okay. Sure, why not? Sinneth? I don't... You know what? I don't think that they did this, but I'm going to just guess um, that it's at least 800. <laughs> okay. So, under the assumption that we were actually doing a tie break, because it's always close to the pin wins, it would have been Sinneth. But the actual answer is 3,722 notes in total. Wow. The, the first number that came to mind was 666. So I'm like, well, no, they would have done that for Devil Went Down to Georgia if they were going to put in like a number that meant something. But Yeah, I mean, it might be that low on easy mode, but on expert. Have either of you seen Through the Fire and the Flames on expert? Oh, yes. yeah, I've seen it, but like, I've not counted the amount of notes. No, that's fair. It's just... It's just ridiculous, though. <laughs> yeah, it is absolutely 
incredibly silly. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, the game was still a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, I would totally, if I still had a controller, be up for trying out the clone hero thing that Jay was playing before. But it's also one of those games that no matter how much... Well, you've got to enjoy it like Jay enjoys it to be able to play it a lot. Like, I can play it for a bit, but then I'm like, okay, I'm done with it now. Thanks. Right. You know. and, and that's exactly why I never got into it, because I got in... I, I played, like, Dance Dance Revolution back in the day, and I really did enjoy that. And then Guitar Hero a little bit during the Guitar Hero 3 uh, big thing. And then Rock Band, when Rock Band basically took over. But that was basically it. Like, I didn't get super into it. No, that's fair. So... You've never played any of the series either of you in Mem 2. I have played no Guitar Hero games at all. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, I'm I'm not the sort of person who's going to complain one way or another about that. You've played games that are far more important, like Super Metroid. Greatest game mm-hmm. ever made, regardless of my personal bias. Exactly. <laughs> if you've played Super Metroid, then I consider you a friend. If you haven't, then go play it. <laughs> and then you'll be my friend. Uh, I can just imagine your real life friends now hearing something like that and just being like, dude, what did I do? MM2 <laughs> has real life friends? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, I'm starting to think none of you people have real life friends. Like, what's wrong with you all? <laughs> like, Is that including you? No, I definitely do. Because every time I bring it up, everyone's always like, real life friends? What are those? Oh. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I haven't had school in person for how, for God knows how long, so yeah, <laughs> I definitely have no real life friends at this point. No, that's fair. I can understand that, but um, I do want to just give, since we're basically at the end of the episode, I do want to give a shout out to the organisers for the Super Metroid Hundred Percent Tournament that is literally finishing today. Uh, the race is on right now, in fact, so I'm going to have to go back and watch that later, but. Because Tracy M and Kip, who have been the two main contact points for this, both great people, made sure the tournament has gone off smooth as a hitch, and looking forward to seeing what happens with the speed game and live stuff coming up as well, because I know they've both been involved in getting the Super Metroid side of that sorted. So, as I was saying, we are more or less at the end of the episode here, so... As is always the case, first thing we're going to do is thank our guest who has stepped in for Jaychalk, MM2. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you, and hopefully we will be getting you back at some point in the future. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely been a pleasure to be here, and I I would hope to return at some point. As I'm I'll sure you this, will. I will say this. Next time you come back, I will have a better quiz. Yeah, this quiz was... Mostly to tease Jay for not being here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> poor Jay. But let's move on from that because we are in the wrap up here. And as is always the case, Sinath, my co host with the Mo host, to stop borrow a phrase that my friend likes to use. Thank you, as always, for joining me. It is always good fun, especially yeah, when we don't have a huge discussion about No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> I tried not bringing it up as much. <laughs> Now, I, now you guys are going to make me play it. Oh, dude, you should totally play it. It's a brilliant game. I'll give yeah, it a if, shot, definitely. 
if you end up playing it, let us know, and we'll definitely join you for some fun on it. Will do. Yeah, so there we go. No Man's Sky, brilliant game, but not as good as Super Metroid. And <laughs> as always, thank you to anyone who is listening, and have a good one. Thanks for listening, and if you want to get in contact with the show, maybe you've got a question you want to hear asked, or you'd like to suggest, or be a future guest for the show, maybe you just want to keep up with what's going on with the podcast, or my life in general, you can find me on social media at YLIGP on Twitter, at YLIG underscore podcast on Instagram, and the Your Lives in Gaming podcast group on Facebook, or drop me an email to yourlivesingaming at gmail.com. And thanks again for listening.